0: You are listening to the Jack of All Nerds. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell, and today we are talking about space, the final frontier. Um, well, unless I guess unless you're from a, a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago, and then so I guess space is pretty commonplace there. But uh, <laughs> so, joining me, uh, joining me on the podcast today, uh, as always. Is the Geordie LaForge to my <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Data. <laughs> Derek Murray.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't want to say anything until you introduced me. You know that's my favorite part of this whole I podcast. I know. And uh,
0: honestly, I'd say it was more racist to me because I am almost that pale. You, you are a little pale. I am. You're
1: a little, a little pale. A little pasty. A little bit. A little bit. I love, I love how that, uh, I, I just love that I always wanted that little oh, the, eye the, thing. The that I <laughs> I've always wanted that. Just, I would take like, uh, um, oh, what the fuck is this? Oh, the, the, um, the slaprous, like, slap wrist? like Yeah, the slap bracelets. Yeah. I would take those and like put them over my eyes as if I had that kind of, yeah. I was an idiot. Don't judge me.
0: Um, slap bracelets. For those of you <laughs> who weren't born in the 80s or late 70s. You missed out. Um, I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weren't those the coolest things that you were in elementary school? You were just yeah.
1: like, where is this technology? It was like space technology. <laughs> yeah, it was. Right? It was this like, revolutionary thing where it could be a straight line and then all of a sudden, bam, wrist
0: on. <laughs> yes, it was basically a strip of plastic that was, that had like a curve so that you could make it straight and it would stay, but the moment you bent it, it would coil up and they, they would
1: put fabric over it and you just slap it onto your wrist and that was... <laughs> It was a bracelet, and I'll admit, in retrospect, it was pretty gay. (laughs) But they were pretty awesome, and I was all about them. It was was awesome for the time, like like uh, parachute
0: pants.
1: (laughs) Yes, parachute pants. Same time, pogs. I'm all about them. Pogs. I have some actually. I still have a tube of pogs (laughs) in my room. Memory, sir, when we get excavated by aliens at some point, after Earth has been decimated, I have buried my Pogs in the ground, and they're going to discover them, and they're going to base all of Earth's technology off oh, of Pogs. Pogs. I don't think it was our currency or something. Nope. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And the slammers were like the imagine? high dollar
0: amounts. Yeah,
1: have a, like, a half an inch... Slammer, I'm like all metal with like a yin and yang symbol on it. I'm a fucking millionaire in the pog world. Sadly, I think I do have a
0: couple of not pogs, but I have some slammers. I think I have like a memorabilia box from like just stupid crap from when (laughs) I was a kid. I think I have them in there. But um, you know, I think I think parachute pants are destined to make a comeback in the future. Oh, like if you look at all of the classic like space operas, sci-fi stuff, when they go into space and they have weird-looking uniforms. I think I've seen some parachute pants <laughs> in the future. I, I mean, think about it. Like, you're you're floating around space, you want you want some room, you want
1: some comfort. So what you're saying is MC Hammer was ahead of his time. He was. That's what you're saying. He was too legit to quit.
0: <laughs> Bazing! <laughs> so, space... What, um, you know, we don't, uh, as people, I don't think we know a ton about space. I mean, scientists know <clears throat> a lot more now than they did way back when, mm-hmm. but, like, I still think we're guessing a lot of the there, time. There is
1: a lot of that, uh, a lot of just, maybe, if we <laughs> assume all of these crazy mathematical equations that only, I, <laughs> then we get this theory, <laughs> which, you know what blows my mind, though? And this is my fun little fact for the day, I don't have many, uh, but for all the guessing that we do in space, it blows my mind that we know more about space than we do about the ocean on our very Earth. We know about 2% of the ocean. That shit is crazy, dude.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, you don't know what the
1: hell's lurking down there. You really don't, dude, Pacific Rim really might be a factual story. <laughs> Like, there really might a, be some aliens and, and monsters buried a, in the ocean. There's a black floor. hole hidden <laughs> in the bottom of the ocean. You never know, dude. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> better not be moving magic. They better be making those fucking robots right now. Pacific
0: Rim is basically like, in my mind, it is if, if robot jocks, <laughs> Transformers, and some iteration of Godzilla had a baby.
1: Right? It's like Real Steel versus Godzilla. <laughs> That's what it's like for me. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, no, it is, I mean, it's true, we we don't know much about the ocean, and I don't know that we will anytime soon, I mean, just the idea that they would have to be able to create something
1: that withstand the pressures right. that far down. Yeah. Which, again, trips me up, that you, we don't have the technology to create something that's enough pressure to go down, but we have enough technology to, like, handle the pressure going up into, like, this open, unknown type of, like we're more daring in an infinite space than we are in something that, like, we just got to figure out the pressure issue. You know what I mean? hmm That shit's crazy. Science makes my head hurt. Like, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I think about, like, the infinity of space and just, like, it's, like, mm-hmm. everything that we don't know versus everything that we do know, like, I honestly, if I think about it too long, I start to have an anxiety attack and I don't even have anxiety. <laughs> it freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: a, I think with space, like, there, you're, as you said, there's very few facts that we know. Like, there's, it's mostly guesswork, but there are a couple of facts that I think everybody can agree on. Mm-hmm. Okay, one, love is a battlefield.
1: <laughs> okay. And, I was really hoping you were gonna go for flat earth theory. And two, I really wanted to go for that one.
0: Two, and I think you all know where I was going with love is a battlefield, space is a vacuum. So, that being said, I don't know how those two tie together, but, <laughs> Women should
1: vacuum? Is that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a sexist. <laughs> In that fact was low. I, I do well, most was...
0: I do most of the vacuuming. <laughs> so...
1: I shouldn't say that. we just passed equality for everyone. Like I shouldn't be putting people down.
0: <laughs> but um you know like this this fascination that we have with space and and, you know, are we alone in the universe? I-, I like it, you know, and theoretically, like, when you do the math, which I haven't done because I don't, I don't do math or science. I slept through both of those in school. <laughs> but when you do the math, like, statistically, there should be other worlds out there that can sustain life
1: like ours. Um. And that's always been something that I've always said. So I don't believe that we've ever encountered any kind of alien I think the ideas are great, and I think they make great ghost stories, but I don't believe we've ever come in contact with any kind of, like, alien form. However, Mm. given the vastness and infinite, you know, space that we do live in, I think it's pretty ignorant to think that we are the only life forms that exist in 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 all of space. Like, that to me is just, that's just dumb. Like, it's illogical (laughs) is what it is.
0: Thank you, Spock. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, and but I mean, it's funny when you think about because, like, I do I do passive research, um, like like Eddie I watch things, and that's how I,
1: I come. Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <thing> I <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And like, I was watching some stuff on on I think the Science Channel, and they were talking about like how our world was created, like how planets are created, and mm. it's It's basically, um, asteroids that, or, or meteors or whatever, that collide from the, the gravity or whatever, that they're pulled together as they're traveling at such speeds, and they, they fuse. And so they, and they keep compounding and creating bigger and bigger mass until, boom, you have a planet. And then, you know, from, I guess, from that point, everything needs to be perfect. Like the, the Mm -hmm. distance from the sun, the size of the sun, you know, all that stuff has to be perfect for life to be achieved. So, I mean, I guess it does seem like it would be a difficult thing to accomplish, being that it's so random, that the universe is so chaotic. But, like, there are so many stars. <laughs> so many stars. Like, there's got to be something out there. And, I mean, even if even if a life form is just, I mean, not even as advanced as we are. Because I think, you know, in, in science fiction, we like to think that any aliens that are out there are all like way super advanced yeah, right. beyond us but if that was the case you know like how how haven't they found us yet or maybe yeah. or maybe we're just too you know not worth their Right, maybe
1: time. maybe there's maybe there's another world where there's two idiots that don't know how to podcast and they're <laughs> yeah. trying really hard to make it happen, but they don't have the technology. Yeah,
0: or maybe they're just you know multi or singular cellular organisms. Still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. so many variations for life. I mean, and when you think about all the life that's on our own planet that does not have the ability that humans do, and it's so mm-hmm. so weird to think about. Yeah. You know that we're the only life forms that have built all this
1: crap. For why? Why do you think? Why do you think that we, our obsession with science fiction, is is always about how much more advanced technology is? Uh, personally, I think it's.
0: Uh, I think technology gives people hope for, and not not like a better tomorrow. But, like... an
1: easier tomorrow. And yeah,
0: like... <laughs> w- well, two things. An easier tomorrow, because humans, we're lazy. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, we kind of want to live forever. True. And I think that's one of the biggest draws, I mean, in sci-fi, is this, like, ability to, like, either make yourself immortal or, like, freeze yourself until that kind of technology exists. Like, I don't know. I think just people want to live forever or longer lives. Mm-hmm. And I think sci-fi is a way to to accomplish that, you know what I mean? Like, through technology, you can become a cyborg. You can make (laughs) you faster, stronger. They have the technology.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you'll get your own sound effects. (laughs) But... (laughs) Oh, that's so good. But that is one of the things they always have. They always have prolonged life. They're Mm -hmm. always old and ancient and... uh, Yeah, I, I guess that... That makes a lot of sense, and I mean, a little bit of it ties into like our
0: own curiosity and our fascination with superheroes. Because think about like ci- like cybernetics that are popular in, you know, I mean, we have things that are kind of like that now with like prosthetics and stuff right. for wounded veterans um, that help them get around. Which
1: is pretty but, fucking amazing, by right. the way. If you've seen this kind of stuff, they can do <laughs> like they can make it. They can they they have it now where like uh uh you they can they can create a prosthetic arm that can actually receive directions from your brain so that you can write. Yeah. Like, having lost an arm, you can write with a lock. That shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. And so, I mean, in that, I mean,
0: it may only be a matter of time before we reach, like, Will Smith and iRobot status, <laughs> but, I mean, that's the, that's the ideal right there. I mean, you, if you could just, like, smash metal in half <laughs> with your arm, like... <laughs> That's, if that doesn't get you pussy, like, I don't know, I don't know what does. Unless everybody's got, you know, robot arms in the future, but <laughs> then it's pretty commonplace. I'm, that's what I'm hoping for, it's uh, robot arms. Yeah.
1: Just freeze me so we can make robot arms.
0: <laughs> Plus, why do robots in the future always have great muscle definition? <laughs> like Arnold, okay? That's true. In the Terminator. That's true. <laughs> like... I mean, I understand they're supposed to make him look human, but he looks really good. He looks, he looks like a Mister Universe. He really he does. does.
1: He do, like a Mister Universe that got an acting role. <laughs> yes, one that doesn't have to talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Exactly. <laughs> S- uh, comma. <Selicama. laughs> <laughs> I give a fuck, Terminator 2 still holds up as one of my favorite sci-fi movies. No, it does. Ter- I love that goddamn G2 movie. T2 was awesome. Edward Furlong is a whiny little bitch. It's <laughs> awesome. Hasta la vista, baby. You can't go around killing people. You just can't.
0: <laughs> and uh, with Linda Hamilton, mm-hmm. uh, she was like crazy in that. I remember yes. back then they were comparing... Like her in Terminator 2 and like um, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley in yeah. some of the Alien movies. She, dude, she would have whooped ass oh, on fuck Ripley. Yeah,
1: dude.
0: So Sarah yeah. Connor would have opened a can of Terminator whoop ass yeah. on her. This is a good no space talk, by the way. It is, it is. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Um, we were there, we just deviated. Because I think that you can't talk about the space with science fiction not coming up. Right. Like, that's just, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And. Part, and what you were saying, um, you were asking about, like, our fascination with technology and stuff like that, too. I think part of why people want things like Star Trek to be real or to become real someday is think about, think about your life right now, okay? You, you, you get up, you do your thing, you know, you go do some stand-up comedy, mm. you know, and life's not bad. But, if you could zip around the galaxy on a starship, <laughs> if your continuing mission was to explore a strange new worlds and boldly go where no man has gone before,
1: would life not be more exciting? It would, but the things they don't tell you is how shitty the food is on the, I mean, think about airplane food and how shitty that is, and now imagine, like, You're in space, so now for years you have to eat, like, that fucking dehydrated wannabe cardboard shit for the rest of your... I don't know if that's a fair trade-off. I'm just saying I really like food. That's what I'm saying, Mike. Yeah, but but if you go to the the Star Trek universe, they have
0: that device that just creates whatever you want to (laughs) eat from nothing and drink. And it has, like, records of recipes from way back then. So you're not eating cardboard shit. Alright, I'll take
1: galaxy trips then.
0: Plus, the best part about Star Trek. I don't care. Space, yeah, great, whatever. It's all dark out there. Um, for me, I want the holodeck. <laughs> right? I could just live in the holodeck. <laughs> yes. Just create any scenario you want. If you need it to be a little bit real, you can do that. And I love how, oh, on that show, anytime they needed a plot point to work when they were in the holodeck, suddenly, like, the safety protocols would go off, and you could be killed by a hologram. <laughs>
1: That's always great. Yeah, I... Okay, so we can create our own food. We can fly around the galaxy and discover strange new worlds. We have a holodeck, so whenever we get bored, we can create whatever we want. And if we're going down the road Captain Kirk, we get to fuck green bitches. We do. That's kind of dope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, sign me up. Let's go explore space, dude.
0: I'm down. Except the, I think the one trouble I would say with Star Trek and that whole thing is that they do have... Their own version of space herpes, and those are tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we can all agree that, <laughs> that <laughs> space herpes. <laughs> the <that> tribbles, <laughs> spread like space herpes. <laughs> That'd be my only, it's <laughs> my only reservation about it. But otherwise, sign me up
1: space and beaming.
0: I'm not so sure I'd want to be beamed anywhere. Like no? it just—it sounds painful. Like your molecules are <laughs> broken apart. Can't and then transported somewhere and reassembled. Like I saw the fly, okay? <laughs> what happens if something else gets in there and your molecules are reassembled on the other side with some other DNA mixed in there. Like I don't know if they I don't think they ever addressed that kind of an issue on Star-2. That's true, they
1: really don't. But I think the idea is that it's on a controlled ship like no flies. There's no, no there's no, no flies. There's no flies on the enterprise. No flies in guys. space. No flies on the enterprise. Money <laughs> rap song, guys. Um, But what if a Tribble found its way in there? (laughs) And now you're sharing molecules with space herpes. Yes,
0: exactly. That's just, it's not good. It's not good at all.
1: (laughs) That does sound awful. (laughs) I I feel like, I feel like people want, I, I think the sole reason people want to see beaming has nothing to do with being able to travel to other worlds. It really is just to be lazy. That's it. That's all it is. It's just to fucking not have to sit through traffic all day. It's just to be like, oh, I want to go hang out with my friends. Hey, what's up, buddy? Like, that's really all it is. It's, it's just a laziness thing.
0: You know what? The, I like, the idea of teleportation is pretty awesome, but I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop a nerd bomb on you right now. And this is something that I probably shouldn't even know or guess at, but the, the reason that teleportation will probably never, never work like the way it does on, like, science, science fiction and mm-hmm. stuff like that is because in order to successfully teleport something to another location, uh, you would need basically a map of the entire universe because everything is constantly moving.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: not only is the Earth rotating, but it's moving and rotating around the Sun. And that, our galaxy is moving in, you know, the state of all all of space. So if you didn't have that mapped out in the coordinate, when you teleported person A, you know, from point A to point B, if you didn't have that exact location, they would teleport, like, out into space or into the center of the Earth
1: because didn't, you can't... Didn't... Wasn't that... Wasn't that... Didn't they... I thought they addressed that in... Uh, in, they might have addressed it in earlier Star Trek's, but I know they addressed it in the new one because if you remember when Scotty is trying to figure out, like, he's saying the equation doesn't work, and then, uh, Spock sits down, old Spock sits down and, like, punches it in, and then he looks at it and he's like, oh, it never occurred to me that space is the thing that's actually moving. It's almost as if he's accounting for the fact that, like, that's how you do it because you move with space, because space is always moving, and that's where you get, like, the, the teleportation thing to make it work. Mm-hmm.
0: But even then, like, I just. But not, you're right. Not it, being able to yeah. map out. You can't map out the universe. Like, you, yeah. It you just, can't. I, it I, I don't it see work. how that is, is feasible. But, I mean, it's, it's great to think about. It is. It is. Like, it is. I would love to just zip around, like Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a classic space talk, right? Yeah, now. this is good. Um.
1: <laughs> this is really good. Um, so what's your what's your uh what's your favorite we'll just narrow it down a little bit so what's your your favorite uh science fiction like space exploration whatever like any any film TV show comic book whatever that like takes place in space oh that's uh, it's easily hands down Firefly <sighs> good call you know I, it's just uh, I uh,
0: like the idea of a western In space, yeah, is is not only cool, but just I I thought Joss Whedon everything they did, um, on that show just they nailed it. I don't know, everything about it was great. Like I didn't find it campy. Mm -hmm. The characters were good. The story was good. Um, The idea that you know we that we polluted Earth so bad that it was uninhabitable seems very realistic. Yeah, and that we've gone and terraformed these other planets. Now terraforming is something that's fascinating too like the idea that like it's such a big thing in science fiction even though this newest man of steel (laughs) film where they tried to you know terraform earth like it was krypton like the idea of terraforming is awesome and uh, you know if it were actually possible (laughs) right but i I just don't like the idea of it seems unrealistic I like how I'm using that in, in
1: science fiction. We're in science estate. fiction now. Yeah. that's but, a, You know what, sidebar, I love when nerds try to do that. Because I'm like, dude, you're already sold on the yeah. idea of something. The premise itself is retarded. Like, <laughs> why are we debating things that can't be done, period? Like, just let it happen. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about, like we already talked
0: about, like, the, the conditions need to be just right to be able to sustain life. But you're telling me you can just... Pick some random planets, drop a terraforming device on there, and suddenly chicken's done. <laughs> like it can sustain life, regardless of of where it is in relationship to the sun. That,
1: that. I, so aren't they? Uh, didn't don't we have? Uh, I I think I read this. It might have been on Wikipedia, so it's <laughs> probably true. Um, but I think they're actually gonna start doing like. Trips to Mars. They, yeah, I, I, they're planning. Like that's the that's the goal. Soon yeah, to like... I,
0: I watched. Um, it's funny because I'm, I'm actually gonna shout out another podcast right now. But oh, the, the the Cross Nerdist, promotion. yeah, the Nerdist. <laughs> that, but they'll never hear this, so it's fine.
1: The Nerdist
0: <laughs> had, um, on, they had on the podcast, and also on their uh, their BBC show of the, of the same name. They had Buzz Aldrin on there. And they were kind of talking about it, and um. But I guess like they there was, Buzz Aldrin was saying that you're probably looking at like 2040 before oh, okay. you can actually like colonize or get a colony going on Mars or actually be able to send a person there. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, it would be pretty bomb, you know. Yeah. Act out your favorite scenes from Total, Total Recall. Recon- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> or John Carter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, no! Nope, nope. All right, all right. We'll take a total recall. I, and I, you know what's sad is
0: I know I know most people hated John Carter, but I actually liked it. <laughs> <Is he> really? <laughs> it's like, I just think I just think that they are they they pr- promoted it all wrong. The marketing before yeah. Star Wars. It's like, well, actually, Star Wars the movies were. Really, I don't know if you know, they're already out, so. Like, it was just a bad, like, rather than promote, that like, the book that it's based on was before Star Wars, and, like, calling it John Carter. Like, everyone was like, who the fuck's John Carter? Like, nobody cares. Yeah, right. If they would have called, like, the book is actually called, I think, The Princess of Mars. Yeah. Is that not an intriguing title? I, I would
1: consider it way more than John Carter. Like, if,
0: even if nobody showed you a preview, and they're like, hey, man, do you want to come see John Carter? You'd be like, <laughs> "What? what is that, a political thing? Like, is that a president? I don't know. Is but it like directed by Emilio Estevez? Like what <laughs> what is that? Or if somebody was like, hey, you want to come see Princess of Mars? You might immediately think, what is that, like bad seventies sci-fi? But you'd still want to see That's it. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I love how in science fiction everything <laughs> I love how everything in space seems so much more awesome. Uh but everything's like like this giant clusterfuck. Which doesn't make any sense because there's an infinite amount of room in space. <laughs> so, like, why does anything ever crash into anything? Like, we, it, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. we, we're living in space, like, you don't have to worry about shitting neighbors. you can be like, all right, fuck this guy. I'm gonna light speed somewhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that all comes down to just gravity because everything has a gravitational pull, so it's it's attracting things.
1: Yeah, it, but if know. I've got like a shitty neighbor and the gravitational pull is gonna take like six years to get close to, him, that's six <laughs> years I don't have to be next to him. <laughs> Those are my science facts for the day, guys. <laughs> how I feel about space.
0: Science facts brought to you by Derek Mann. <laughs> this
1: is coming from a guy who failed math yeah, I, twice.
0: I had actually I'd booked uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy, but <laughs> he had a he had a thing, so um, mm. he just he had a lunch or something that was more important, so. so uh, <laughs> Um, no, they do say that, um, cause on one of those science shows that I was watching that Mars at some point was like earth or it could have been mm. like, it could have actually sustained life. And then somehow something happened and it it's now not, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, but I guess they, you know, they think that there's a good enough chance that they could put a colony
1: on there and it would actually survive. That's pretty legit. That's pretty crazy. Because then we can ruin two planets, not just one. Yes.
0: <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I. You'd have to. You know how like big your balls would have to be to volunteer for that mission? <laughs> I mean, going into space is one thing. Like that's scary shit enough. But to be like, uh, so basically, you're gonna go and you're gonna live on Mars, and you're gonna, you're gonna create a habitat. You're gonna procreate.
1: I there. There are, I think there are enough crazy, I mean, one guy's dream was to jump from space into Earth. Mm-hmm. Just for the fuck of it. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can find enough nutcases. Just go to Red Bull, BC1, but or you, whatever. But you don't want, just... you want people participating in the Flu to,
0: <laughs> to be going to Mars. Like you've seen, you've seen the things they create. They can't even sail off of a ramp and float. Like, and these like
1: are the, the people that are going to be doing here. Ever. <laughs> it's just all these people that participate in these stupid games in Red Bull, start the Mars colony, and it just fails miserably. <laughs> you know,
0: when, when a generator fails on your Mars colony habitat, you don't want hey, just put some duct tape on there. It'll be fine. Hey, that's not what you want. <laughs> Like, when even phoning
1: for help <laughs> takes years, <laughs> let
0: alone sending
1: help. <laughs> the longest 911 call ever. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, I, you just, you really, really have to be very brave.
1: and uh, Yeah, no, I, I agree. Even people that are, like, I think ballsy enough to go to the moon, which is closer, but, like, even that is just, like... Like, there's there's screws missing up there to, like, volunteer to, like, do... And for me, like, I think it's amazing. And I, like, it'd be an experience that I'd want to have to be like, yeah, I went to the moon, bitches. But, like, space is fucking scary. Like, once the sky stops becoming blue and it's just, like, it's just blackness forever, like, that's... That should hurt your head, like... (laughs) No, it's, I, it's definitely terrifying. Like, I...
0: Like, you see, like, sci-fi movies that are more, like, trying to ground themselves in reality where it's just, like, regular space stuff going on. And, like, the idea that something could come along, like, a, just a fucking micrometeor could come and penetrate the hull of something and blow the cabin open and send you rocketing out into space. Into nothingness. Into nothing. And, yes, it's a vacuum, so if you weren't geared up, you'd be dead instantly... In a horrific way of suffocating and freezing. But, you know, at least you'd be dead. But if you were like outside working on the ship like they like to show and something came and knocked you off and nothing came to get you and you just drift in space until you die, like, that is the most (laughs) horrible thing
1: I I have ever heard. I can't even wrap my head around what a terrible terrifying death that would... Tear me apart by sharks? Right. <laughs> that, is, that is the most terrifying thought. You could rip me open like in any of the
0: Saw movies, <laughs> and I would be okay with it. But just oh. drifting in then, the emptiness of space... There's a
1: movie that's doing that, right? I, yeah, uh, there's a preview like that made it Sandra look like Bullock that. There's movie where, like, uh, something... She, It's like her and George Clooney for like 30 seconds, it seems like. Because yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> he suffers that death.
0: <laughs> and I, I don't know how... I, anytime I see George Clooney in a space-themed movie, I can't get into it. I don't know if you ever saw Solaris.
1: I didn't, but it I...
0: Is, look, Steven Soderbergh may be a great director, but there's certain film genres he should not tackle. Yeah. Sci-fi being one of sci-fi
1: them. Sci-fi seems like one of them he wouldn't do it, well It was
0: in. one of the most excruciating... <laughs> Experiences like I would actually take a death drifting in space <laughs> than being subjected <laughs> to that movie Holy again. Shit. Like that's how awful it was. So the moment I see George Clooney in a spaceship suit, like it, it, turn it on, on this preview, I was just like, ah, like I had. <laughs> They're twitching, and I was like, I can't see this movie because it looks like Solaris too. <laughs> Electric my Boogaloo. Thing is like
1: my thing is like I it to me it just looks like open water in space like. <laughs> That's that's what it feels like to me. And it's just, I don't, like, don't get me wrong, Like I think when Sandra Bullock does well, she does really well, and she's a good actress, but I don't know if I could sit there and watch her holding on to a space station for dear life for 90 minutes. Like, that just, at some point, I'd be like, all right, bitch, you need to let go or get rescued, because I'm over this. It's
0: it's interesting that you say that, because I thought that the space sharks were a little weird in the preview as well. (laughs)
1: You didn't know about space sharks, bro? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they're all all over.
0: (laughs) Get out of the space! (laughs) Space sharks. We're gonna need sci fi, sci fi channel. There you go. (laughs) Do it.
1: I just did mermaids for fuck's sake. Let's do space sharks. A new
0: original movie for
1: you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I love it so much. Um. Yeah, dude. Space sharks. Why the fuck not? That's awesome. <laughs> just some some life form that can survive in nothingness that just swims for light years at a time and just fucking eat. That's as if space isn't scary enough, and then you add space sharks. That's it. Game over, man. Fuck that. Game over, <laughs> game
0: over man. Game over, game over man. Game over. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> do we do we want to talk about the uh, the alien franchise while we're at it? Uh, I feel like we need to. I don't think you can talk about space without mentioning it, since their whole motto is "In space, no one can hear you scream."
1: <laughs> I heard that, which is oh right. Well, we're not in a vacuum, <laughs> which brings me to another. I'm going to give a nerd complaint. Well, movies would be terribly boring uh, if they really wanted to be true. There would be no sound. This, no, that is is
0: definitely true, and that's what like. I remember on Firefly, we, we touched on it so briefly and then we went away from it. But Firefly, even though it was a budgetary thing, like, they, they didn't have sound in the space sequences because of, of budget. Yeah. But to me, that added that, that such realism that there would yeah. be no sound in space. Like, to me, I loved it. Yeah. You know? And then you see, like, Star Trek Into Darkness. And my only beef with that fucking movie is when they shoot Khan yeah. and Kirk out into space to, to go le- basically leapfrog to the other ship mm-hmm. and it sounds like Kirk's in a fucking wind tunnel. <laughs> like, I don't mind adding in the sound effects of like when he rams into crap. Like, yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But there's no wind. Why is it?
1: Why is it? <laughs> like, there's nothing there to do that. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> well, and what's funny is they... It, it, and for like... I think it's just for dramatic effect. But when they first get launched, there is no sound. Right! And that's... I was like... Holy shit, that's awesome! Like it was, yeah. it was great. And then as soon as they start going into his helmet, they start doing the close-ups, and I was like, "All right, I'm kind of over this." Like, I, just, I just,
0: just picture like you cut back to the ship, and like it's like Sulu on the comms or something, just <laughs> whoosh, 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 whoosh. like Kirk's like, "What are, what are you doing? What, what is going on? There's, there's no wind out here. Just, just trying to make it more exciting, Captain." Like,
1: like, I want someone to make that video. <laughs> that be, like, like, even if it's just a dub over from the scene, someone needs to do that.
0: Turns out Spock has a sense of humor. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I think I got a leak, guys. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of wind shear out here. Everyone's just giggling. Like, oh, my goodness. That's so good. But But, it. yeah, like... S- sound is needed to make things more exciting, sure, but, of it, but again, like if you just add in like Star Wars, adds in music,
1: <laughs> Cause, and then because along with space sharks, exactly there's space music exactly. at all times, exactly.
0: But I mean that it's it's an it's sound that's not making you think why the fuck is that there because most films have a score in the background, right? So, to me, that's okay. Sure. And then you have your spaceship sounds. You know, yeah. your... Uh, your, <laughs> t- your TIE gotcha. Fighters. that Whatever sound they make. Like, um, you know.
1: No, I'm not doing the sound effect. That's what you're trying to get I, me to do. I don't even know how I to don't do know know what a sound I don't know what a TIE fighter sound effect is. Without being somewhat racist, so...
0: <laughs> but, you know, so, I mean, like, that stuff's necessary. And, like, space is a vacuum, so... When you see explosions in movies, um there would not <laughs> there would, would not be. <laughs> like like you I mean you could I, I could see the explosion like starting yeah, but, but it would it immediately would, yeah. implode because right. there's nothing there's no oxygen there. Right. So um but again for for excitement
1: and dramatic sure. purposes you gotta you gotta take those liberties. Which would be another thing we can talk about is uh in reference to Star Trek, the first one when they're getting sucked into the black hole, and their remedy is to launch rockets into the black hole in hopes that the explosion would <laughs> would, would, would launch them out of the gravitational pull. Um, I'm all down for the drama, and it was awesome, don't get me wrong. But whoever decided that that was the way to get out of the <laughs> black hole doesn't know nearly as much about black... It, and we guess on black holes. <laughs> we, all we know is that they exist, and the only reason we know they exist is because when they show up, there's nothing. Yeah. So we just start making up shit, like... Yeah. Well, yeah we don't know what happens if you enter a black hole, only that the
0: gravity is so great that you basically be crushed into nothingness. Yeah. But I like the idea that, that you can travel through them. Like, <laughs> if you can pass through a black hole unharmed, you magically transport to another, either another dimension, hell. Like, like, what was that? Uh, was it Event Horizon? Event Horizon. They did that, it yeah. Like hell,
1: hell dimension. Which is, side note, one of the scariest. Yes. One of the scariest sci fi movies I've ever seen in my life. And I watched that when I was, I was like 15, 16, all by myself. That movie scared the fucking shit out of me, dude. Yes. That, that movie is, uh, that movie yeah. still holds up today, actually. No, and that was, that's a fucking great uh, the movie. The funny dude. thing is, like, Solaris, the, the plot of Solaris is there, like,
0: George Clooney starts seeing shit, like, a former lover and things like that, but it's so, it's so boring, and there's no dialogue, like, yeah. there was probably, like, two sentences spoken that whole movie. It was so, just, mind numbingly painful. Yeah. But Event Horizon was a similar, like, premise,
1: but, yeah. So much better. So much better, dude. So much better. So much better. <laughs> but they do that. They, that's, that's how they travel is they, the, the event horizon is essentially a spaceship that has a black hole creator and it creates a black hole so that they can travel through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I always like the idea of a black hole is, is just, it, it's, again, it's one of those things that like give you a headache when you start thinking about yeah. like what that actually means. <laughs>
0: Like, come on, I mean, it's, it's well known in Starfleet that, uh, you know, photon torpedoes... Just launch a rock Because what, what is a photon but light? <laughs> so a light torpedo can break the darkness of the black hole. That's...
1: You think that's... darkness is where I <laughs> <lie>. <laughs>
0: Just, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's one of the other things I've, I've never quite gotten. They're called photon torpedoes. It's like, so you're shooting light at them? How is, shooting how, light into a gravitational pull? Well, even, like, just in the regular combat. Just in general? Yeah, like, how are you destroying their ship with light? I don't, I don't understand. I don't uh, get it. But, I mean, sorry. that being said, those of you that are diehard Trekkies out there, that probably just got super angry with me. <laughs> like again, I'm a jack of all nerds, master of none. Like I know <laughs> I know a little bit about a lot of things, so I'm not quite up to par on the actual design specs for the photon torpedo. <laughs> I'm sure someone just
1: in case. <laughs> someone out there is gonna post a very detailed description. Of photons and tell you exactly how they're made, exactly what they're <laughs> what made they of, do. why they're effective. And I, you know what? And I would be okay with that. If you could explain to me how it works,
0: I'm there. I'm on board. Yeah. I've well, already I've already taken the five-year journey with you. Just explain yeah. to me well, how the what torpedoes gonna do, work.
1: What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually develop the theory of space sharks. <laughs> and I will post that on your wall. Thank you. I'll make a Wikipedia page for, for space sharks.
0: <laughs> how they how they travel through space.
1: <laughs> I don't know their, why I'm so like hung up on the idea space sharks. I
0: think we can make it work. You know how like they have that solar sail? That <laughs> yeah. collects like and it pushes. Like maybe they have have yeah. solar fins <laughs> solar. <laughs> that that let them travel through. They know. have they Still would they make have... more sense than how Superman <laughs>
1: goes faster or slower. <laughs> maybe like they're <laughs> this is so dumb. Oh my god, I can't believe this is gonna come out of my mouth. But <laughs> maybe they're they're genetically uh born with at least one photon torpedo, so that if they ever do get stuck in a black hole, they can launch it and prolong their life. But maybe maybe they're like bees, so when they lose their photon torpedo, like they die anyway. So, <laughs> but they launch it, at, you know what I mean. Mm. We're gonna work on this guys. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Space sharks, guys! I'm all space about sharks.
0: it. Let's. Um, we, we were we were heading towards. I think we were headed towards the Stark Wars direction. Were we? Or maybe I just wanted to go there, so I'm making shit up right now. Yeah. Um, well, but let's we're ta- talking about space, yeah, so go for it. Let's let's take a quick uh sketch break. Sketch break, <laughs> and we'll be right back. Okay, Slate, Rogaine, radio commercial featuring Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. Take one. Uh, are we rolling? Uh, ah, you think baldness is your ally. You merely adopted the baldness. I was born with it. Molded by it. Cut, uh, Bane, babe, uh, what are you doing right now? You're, you're not even, you're not reading the script. In fact, you're, you're just repeating lines from the Dark Knight Rises, but substituting words. Like, what's going on? I'm improvising. Improvising? Yes. Oh, great artists improvise. Okay. Okay, look. Listen, I don't, I don't know how things work over in Gotham, okay? But here, uh, in the studio, I'm in charge. Do you feel in charge? Well, I, I, I'm the director. And this gives you power over me? W- well i mean norm, normally uh yeah, yes, yes, but um, you know the director directs but i mean we could we could try- try it a different way, your fear is justifiable, your direction and script writing have been important mm-hmm. till now you're you're going to kill me, I will break you, then I will destroy everything you hold dear, and then. When it is done, and your commercial is ashes, then you have my permission to die. What are you? I'm Rogaine's Reckoning. And we're back, and we've been talking about space and all things related and some things not related <laughs> to it on this Jack Voldner's podcast. So, getting back to space, uh, we've talked, uh, I don't know, about like so many different, like, sci-fi movies and stuff involving space, we have not addressed um, a, a little place that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's right, I'm talking about a place where the midi midichlorians flow like water. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George Lucas. Fuck you, George Lucas. For ruining the Jedi. Um, but I'm talking about <laughs> Star Wars! Which to me is more... Like it's it's less science fiction than it is science fantasy. Yes, because uh, you know, I mean, there's just superpowers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, but I mean, I love it. Yeah. Um, it, well, we we kind of touched on on a little bit on Star Wars about the the sound effects
1: in space, sound effects in space. Yes, but um, but I think I think Star Wars is Star Wars is one of those examples where it's like, uh, it's that idea of if we could just conquer space then we all of, we can have you know fucking amazing spaceships and build death stars and everyone can have lightsabers and we can travel from world to world and colonize all over uh it it kind of just embodies like that whole obsession with like if we can just take it over then yeah. we'll we'll have the star wars
0: and again and it goes back to that whole thing about how people like the reason we love the idea of space and space travel and aliens and things like that is because our, our own lives are you know the, the commonplace. I mean, you do what you do, so you always think about things that are greater. Which was why fantasy, you know, right. even medieval fantasy, this science fantasy, steampunk, like all that stuff is yeah. so
1: exciting because it's different. Which is and, why Luke is so awesome because right. he's there shooting he's, wombats for he's fun. A, he's us
0: <laughs> on Tatooine <laughs> wanting to go explore the galaxy. And become a Jedi like his father. Yes. Admirable. I mean if my my father was a Jedi. I'd be down.
1: What wait, your father was actually a Jedi or you want your father? I to think be a he Jedi? I think he played a Jedi once or something like that.
0: <laughs> he's into he's into cosplay, you know. So, I, don't, I
1: don't know. Seer
0: Schwartz is <laughs> yeah. as thick as mine. I'm lying, Dad, if you're listening, I apologize.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean it. It didn't mean he does cosplay or he's not a Jedi. What's going on here? Like yes. we're talking about space, so no, there's a wait. lot of guesswork. What's correct? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> probably neither of those things.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't hang out with him on the weekends. I don't know if he gets dressed up in costumes and goes to conventions, um, but I'm gonna guess that he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's your final space answer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking the money. You just. Um, but no, like yeah, I mean we all want to be that 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 one person that gets to, you know, stare off into those two suns and at sunset, why don't two suns give two shadows? <laughs> why did how did how did Lucas screw that one up? I mean, I know what I think my biggest problem with the special features is that you couldn't add in an extra shadow for everything, but you could add Hayden fucking Christensen into the end of Return of the Jedi <laughs> as Anakin Fuck you, George Lucas. Fuck you and your stupid ass. He,
1: he is, I'm, um, I think I've told you about this, but I'm gonna plug it here. Uh, if you guys have, uh, like three hours to kill, cause that's, that's how much time you have to dedicate to these things. But if you got about three hours to kill, uh, go on to redlettermedia.com and watch Mr. Plinkett's reviews of The the three Star Wars Because he does all three of them And they are some of the absolute best reviews I've ever They're hilarious and they rip apart All of them Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace Whatever, Revenge of the Shit I don't care, whatever you want to call it (laughs) (laughs) They just rip them apart and it's amazing It I've never hated George Lucas more (laughs) Than I do now After having watched all of those things I, I hate George Lucas. Like I can't. Like he he is a, a, almost a terrible human being. but I don't know him personally. I just have to assume that he is. <laughs> no,
0: I, I yeah, I'm I'm similarly on board. I don't I don't hate the the original the, the original trilogy and the 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 prequels the one two three. I don't hate them right. as much as other people do, um, but there are definitely like serious problems with them. Yeah. You know I will agree. Well, there was a lot
1: of in in those first, really the first two, because Return of the Jedi is you can kind of see George Lucas is taking over a little bit more. Not that I don't like it; I love Return of the Jedi, but um, the first two, he had people around him that would tell him no because he wasn't he didn't have total control over what he was doing. So he had all these other great creative people that were like, "No, George, that's a fucking stupid idea. You can't do that." And then by the time you get into Return of the Jedi, he's got way more control over what he can do. And Mm. then years down the road when he just owned it, you watch the special features and and everyone's just like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. No, it's a great idea, George. No, it's good. No, that's a great idea.
0: (laughs) Well, we're hoping that maybe Disney and uh you know the J.J.
1: Abrams can. J. J. I'm sorry. I'm gonna laugh
0: every time you say it
1: because I'm that childish. I want space sharks to be real, okay?
0: If somebody can get on that, please. I'm begging please. you. Make space sharks happen. Look, just, just get Will Wheaton and sign him up. He's on board. I know he has to be. Um, you know, I think one of the things that that really draws everyone to Star Wars amongst you know, uh, a lot of the stuff that's there is the Jedi. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. let's say, single-handedly what people want is, yeah. you know, they want to dress up like a Jedi, they want to be a Jedi. And, I mean, it's true. I mean, you, again, going back to, like, our fascination with superpowers, I mean, that's what Jedi have. They, they can manipulate things with their mind. Yeah. You know, if you're evil, you can create force lightning, which is sexy. Yeah. Like, which as much as I'd like can.
1: Why can't like good Jedi have right? I feel like that's such a one up like right? the Emperor's like the oldest fuck in the empire and all he's he can create lightning from his fingers? Like I, I would I would even like just go into a little subterfuge and be like, Alright dude, teach me how to do that and then yeah. I'll leave the dark side. It's cool. I but they, like all we get is a lightsaber and we can like maybe lift a thing or two. Like yeah. give us some cooler shit. Well, I think it's what's funny about that too, is that it's like So, you go
0: to the dark side of the Force, so you channel different powers? Like, so you can't learn Force Lightning unless you're Dark Jedi? Unless you're, like, going the path of the Sith? Like, I don't... To me, it doesn't quite make sense. Plus, like, Vader didn't have Force Lightning. Yeah. The the Emperor did. The Emperor... I'm gonna fuck you up. Palpatine had it, okay? (laughs) But then I've been playing... Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah. And I created a, a dark side Jedi a Sith. Um, and one of the first fucking powers I learn <laughs> is Force Lightning. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Well, that's. I'm a, I'm a Padawan. I'm like a, I'm a yeah, some if you Sith play, apprentice uh, and I can fucking
1: do if Force you play Lightning. The force Unleashed, That's like one of the first things, and like your lightning gets better and better and you can like put it into your lightsaber and just fucking lightning the shit out of stormtroopers. That's awesome! It is, but it's like they they made it like
0: like only the the grand Poobah can the can grand do it.
1: Wizard. That's what you wanted yeah.
0: to say. Like, it's like, <laughs> like he's the only one that can do it. But then suddenly in later media, it's just like ah, everybody you get force lightning and you get force lightning.
1: <laughs> you get a Pegasus. And you get a Pegasus.
0: <laughs> it's just it's kind of silly, but. Um, I think the point that I was trying to make, um, is that if somebody could get on making, uh, lightsabers real, (laughs) I
1: would greatly appreciate it. That, that really, I would trade in my cell phone for a lightsaber. And I mean,
0: and you think about, like, survival of the fittest, you know, population control right there. Done. How many people would accidentally decapitate themselves (laughs) (laughs) working with a lightsaber? Weed out the weak, is all I'm saying. Okay.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> there's this picture of some redneck like drank too much on like the Fourth of July and he's out there lighting fireworks and he just yes. fucking grabs his lightsaber and look at me, and straight through his face oh man uh, or then there's the then there's the idiot that like goes to turn on his lightsaber but it's upside down and he just shoots his whole leg off. <laughs> Totally happen. Well, I love It'd be a Jedi... whole new string of like world's dumbest criminals with lightsabers.
0: I love how because Jedi like use like force activation on their lightsabers. Like they don't even flip a switch; they just use yeah. the force they turn them on. But like you watch when they like put them away, they're activated and it's like womp and they're they're off. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if you just timed that wrong? <laughs> just going to put it aside. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong, Padawan? <laughs> I got a funny feeling. <laughs> like, uh, but um, I, th- I think we should talk about... Um, I know you wanted to talk about this. Technology. Yeah. Like, stuff that Transition. that we see in sci-fi movies and, like, space and stuff like that, that, like, stuff that we have nowadays that was dreamt up way, way yeah. back in the 60s, 50s, you know, yeah. 70s, that kind we, of thing.
1: If, if someone like if if someone in the fifties like if someone was if someone was in the fifties and like they spent their whole they lived their life from you know eighteen ninety to to whatever to like you know nineteen fifty and then they they right before they die they get a glimpse of what we have in two thousand thirteen they would be watching star wars like that's mm-hmm. that's what they would be watching that that's how fucking Far we are in in technology. We just don't realize it because we we take it for granted. I mean, you look at you look at your cell phone. Like your cell phone has the same kind of technology. Whether you believe they went to the moon or not, it's the, it's the same technology in the palm of your hand. They've converted the same technology they had available to them to put somebody on the goddamn moon. Just so you can update your Facebook status, like that's yeah. that's the kind of technology. Well, you're no, using. And it's serious, like
0: especially Star Trek, because it's a little bit more right. grounded in reality. There's actually a book out there called like the Physics of Star Trek that yeah. that say like how things are actually possible. Right. But like, um, I don't think they did this. I, I can't remember because it's been so long since I've seen the, the original series. But mm. I know Next Generation, especially when they needed to communicate with the Enterprise, they tapped their little their their crest. Yeah. That's fucking Bluetooth. <laughs> right? It's fucking like, push to talk. Now you just, you have the earpiece. You just, what do you do? You reach up and yeah. touch it. Yeah. And you right. say you need to call. And it calls it. Yeah. Like that's, that's that technology yeah, right there. Is. You know it what is. I mean? And it's it, almost it as really portable. Is. It's, I mean, yeah, it links to a cell phone, but it's almost that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And it doesn't have to, like, like that whole idea of like Bluetooth technology and like, cause I, you're, I was, somebody was talking about this. I think it was on, it was probably on another podcast but they were talking about how the you you can even you can even think of it as something even more fin for fantasy wise because uh like take harry potter as an example uh everybody's got these little like magic wands and when they shout commands it does things and they have control your phone and and, and their wand is an extension of themselves that's what it is like they control it uh you know it it binds to them your cell phone is your magic wand. Like, it is an extension of you in the truest form. Mm. So when a thought forms in your mind, you can put it into a piece of technology and it will literally shoot out into wherever you want it to go and reach its destination, whether it's on a public social network, whether it's specifically to someone, all the way around the world. Like, in instance, like, that's... that's Port, like that's almost teleportation. That's as close as we've gotten. <laughs> but I mean, and and even beyond that, like you can on any cell phone, like you have the technology to sit there and watch someone in China and just have a conversation with them face to face. Like, yeah, no, I, that's, the,
0: the smartphones of today easily like are the closest mirror to Star Trek yeah. technology. I mean, you literally like with an iPhone, you know, computer. Tell me this, and now it's fucking Siri, you know, and like on screen, and and now you
1: can fucking video chat with people on this little handheld device. They have, they have, they don't. It's not available, but like they have infrared where you can. almost like a minority report type thing where like it's on there and you like a uh, like uh, Iron man like his Tony stark thing where he can yeah just yeah. move they have that and you can actually take that screen and you can hold it and throw it on any t- on anything that's flat so if you're working on something on the wall and then you want to move to the table because you're gonna eat dinner you can literally just grab that image set it on a table and then as long as the surface is flat you can start doing it that's fucking Star Trek, dude. Nice. Like, that's Iron Man, that's, and that's fucking that's, Minority that's Report. Beyond like, that's the original Star Trek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nuts, dude. It's crazy. Now, if
0: we could only work out the pesky matter-antimatter engines and <laughs> attain
1: warp drive. That's it. That's all we need. we be golden. The big two things we need, guys. Fucking yeah. lightsabers and warp speed. Exactly. If you guys could just get on that, <laughs> it, would,
0: it would it would make life great. I want to be a space pirate, hunting down space sharks <laughs> for cash. <laughs>
1: I just want I can't to... wait to write this article.
0: It's going to be so dumb. As a space pirate, do I have to have a yar? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kind of an accent and an eye patch for no reason. Or can I be? Can I be like space Jack Sparrow? Like. <laughs>
1: The Keith Richards of Space. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What's well, correct? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, space pirates, i down. Why not? <laughs> Armed with lightsabers. <laughs> hunting space sharks.
0: <laughs> and then I, I jump on my hoverboard and <laughs> Space surf behind the
1: space pirate ship. <laughs> I love it. I want it to happen. Uh, so. I, I want. I want it to happen too. Um, but the, you know what? They, they and they also have. Because um, another thing you see a lot is like, uh, like the um, like the eye images where it's like um, you see it in a lot of like uh, films that have like androids or like yeah, no, they, have they have like the, that advanced technology where like Google. You can, the Google yeah, they have, yeah, they have the Google Glass, which are exactly that. Like, everything you see in those films where they've got a headband that has a little eye thing that's, like, feeding them information as they talk to it, and they can just see all the data in one eye, they have that. That's real. That exists. It's functional. You can get it. That's fucking crazy. No, and I, you know, it is
0: it is funny. Like, I, I know the actual events of Star Trek are fairly far in the future, like when Starfleet gets established right. and all that. But I mean, on the on the track that we're going, it's not unreasonable to think we might get there. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's not as implausible as it once was.
0: I mean, it's not it's not like you know, because what was it? uh, Back to the future when he went into like, didn't he go to like 2015? Yeah. And it's like we're like we're two years away (laughs)
1: from that. Pretty much
0: there. We don't have hoverboards. (laughs) We don't have flying cars. And we're a little bit behind on the Jaws movies, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but 3D is
1: running rampant on the films, so we, we've at least got one out of four. So
0: yeah, and I mean, you know, curing cancer. It's it's great, but can we get a fucking hoverboard created? I I, want a car. I suck on a skateboard, so I know I would die on a hoverboard. (laughs) But it would be a well-deserved death. (laughs) A good death. Like I'd just hook up my little tiny MP3 player, playing the the Back to the Future music. it's the
1: power of love. (laughs) Yes.
0: And I take on Biff. <laughs> As he crashes into manure, it would be great. I don't know what that has to do with space.
1: Space manure? I don't know. Space Let's do manure. it. Just do it. From space Whatever. sharks? From space sharks. Just floating around in space. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, did. It says, Those I just get so images funny. of space shit
0: splashing up on the International <laughs> <laughs> Space Station. Oh, what do you, Oh, guys. What is that? Oh I mean, God. obviously, it would be like shit
1: ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be frozen. Shattered. <laughs> This is so great about talking about space. Is anything anytime you want to bring it around, you just add space in front of it, and boom, there you go. But see,
0: also lesson learned right there, people. If you ever see a meteorite crash land, okay, there are multiple reasons why you should not touch it. One, it could be the blob. Okay, (laughs) I remember that film. That's where it came from. It came from space. Okay, it will eat you. Okay, but alternatively, and equally disgusting, it could be space poop,
1: it's solidified space shit, just
0: falling to the earth right. from like a giant space whale. If, it, if there's space sharks, there's got to be space whales. That solidified and then crashed down to Earth. Then you think you've got this valuable commodity when really it's space whale shit. It's shit.
1: Literally, I think that's probably a good note to end our conversation <laughs> on space. I think that's so. good. Yeah. and on spaceship, i think it's we strong. Yeah,
0: we've deviated just enough from the topic at hand that, <laughs> that it's um, truly a jack of all Nerds podcast true so um yeah it's been fun and uh and uh, do you do you have anything
1: uh yes yeah. um, friday july 3rd yeah july 3rd i will be at flappers in Claremont uh at 8 p.m uh, tickets are available online you can get tickets door. Uh, I don't know exactly how much it'll be, but the lineup is really great, and it's some of my favorite people that I really like to perform with. Um, July 9th, I'll be in Huntington Beach at Tap House Bar and Grill. Um, I'll be doing a competition there, so the more of you guys come out, the better I'll do. I don't think I'll win, but whatever. It'll be fun. Um, And then, sure, there's some shows I'm missing, but the next one I really want to plug will be July 21st. Um, That's my own show at Rockin' Pizza Pub. The show starts at 8. It's only $5 to get in. They have awesome pizza, cheap drinks. And that's in Upland? That's in Upland. Uh, And that show, the lineup is going to be awesome. So definitely come on down. (laughs) And all these cities he just mentioned, they're all California. Oh, right. So
0: come on down. (laughs) If you're in the state, if you're in the immediate area, come on down. Use your teleportation device. Exactly. Shoot yourself over. Just beam yourself over. Make it happen. I mean, no, beaming is not a euphemism for
1: (laughs) masturbation.
0: (laughs) Um anyway so that being said and also uh, you know if you don't already uh like us on Facebook that's uh ww.facebook.com forward slash jack of all nerds. Um follow us on Twitter at Jack of All Nerds. Um yeah, it's good stuff. So again, till next time everybody, take it easy.